Welcome to the More Podcast with Jordan and Marissa Nordlum, where we talk about more. Everything messy, original, real, and eternal. We can't wait to have you along with us for the journey. There is more. Welcome to the More Podcast, episode four. Welcome. Wow, we cannot believe it's already the fourth episode. So awesome. We are so excited that you guys chose to join in with us today, and uh, we got a good one for you guys today. Yes, we got really a, good. We got a really good one. But first, before we get into it, what do we have to always talk about before we get anywhere? Uh, we have to talk about thank you for listening. That's right. We just want to say thank you guys out there who've been listening to episode one through three already. Well, we cannot wait to get into episode four today, but hey, share it with friends, right? Subscribe. Subscribe like this video if you're watching on YouTube, and uh, definitely tell everyone you know about this video, because we want it to go anywhere God wants it to go. That's right. Today's episode is going to be epic. We cannot wait. We're talking about summer vacations. We just came back from our summer vacation. It oh, was incredible. Best. We actually did something different this year. We usually like to fly places, stay in hotels. Uh, we're kind of a bougie couple. Every now and then, we, we like to do it do it big, but uh, we decided to do something a little differently. We do like road trips, but we decided to do a two week long road trip with two boys that are both two years old and literally under. babies almost uh, toddlers. And so uh, you could sound you could you might think this is kind of a crazy idea. We thought it was kind of crazy at first, uh, but we decided to do a long road trip. So how did it go, babe? Was it good? Did, did it go well? These last two weeks, where did we go? What did we do? How 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 was it? Yeah, it actually went really well. Yeah. The past two weeks, we set out on a road trip, and we took our boys pretty much all up and down the West Coast. Yeah. We uh, uh, live in Arizona, and so we drove from here to California, where we used to live, okay. up in like the San Francisco Bay Area, and we were there for a few days, and then from there, we drove up to Oregon to visit my grandparents and your grandparents and some extended family and celebrate some birthdays, and then we drove back down to Crazy. be in the Bay for a few days. And then, I feel like there's we so many this. We went to Disneyland. Disneyland, come which on. Which was so much fun. And then we went to the beach, and then we came back to Arizona. So we went a lot of places, and we had a lot of fun. There was a total of like 3,500 miles. Which is so crazy. I, I still can't believe gas. that we did that many miles it in was that crazy. two weeks. It was crazy. But today's topic, we kind of want to kind of land on, is talking about summer vacations, and primarily talking about... Road trips. Yes, and, and how so, to even take a successful road trip. Right, and we've learned a little bit now on, on these 3,500 miles, a little bit more about what would make a successful road trip and what maybe would not, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so we are going to just go ahead and begin. Uh, we're going to talk about 10 things, 10 things about road trips that we've learned, we've learned. that maybe we, may help you to take a road trip with your family. Um, I know road trips are super fun. They can also be a lot of work. But these are just 10 things that we were like, yes, this is something we learn and something we now know that we need to always have for our family road trips in the future. Let's buckle up. It's a road so, trip. Yeah, Let's here we go. Buckling up. So number one <laughs> actually is food, snacks, oh, slash drinks so important. that you need for your road trip. So you, real quickly. You cannot get into a road trip without being well-fed, well-nourished, right? No. And, and hopefully having a little bit of sugar in your veins. So tell me your favorite road trip snack. Favorite road trip snack. For this Ooh. trip, but just in general too. And then your favorite road trip mm. drink. If I, you have to have one of each. Yes. I think my two go-tos are um, for a drink. It's Mountain Dew. Okay. 
It's not the healthiest, that's for sure, but I love it. It tastes great, and it's definitely very sugary. Uh, second thing is, all my Reese's fans out there, you'll understand this. Uh, it's so, it tastes so good to have a Reese's peanut butter cup in your hand or a Reese's stick. Those things are really good. Uh, as you're driving down I-5, it just feels good, all right? And so that's definitely my two go-tos. Uh, and also, a uh, third one, Cheez-Its are great. Those are pretty good road Cheez-Its are snack. great. You just can't go wrong with Cheez-Its any time of the day. It's amazing. What about you? Our road trip snacks are so wildly different from each other. So different. <laughs> uh, I would drink water, iced water, or I would have coffee. a little bit of a cold brew coffee or some type of hot coffee. Uh, but that's what I would drink on a road trip. And number two, what I would eat on a road trip has to be hands down. My favorite road trip snack right now is salt and vinegar potato chips. That hands is so down. Wild. And it's so potent. If you've been in a car with somebody who's ate those before. They, they, they are, are really potent. potent. I'm not going to lie. They are definitely potent. very potent. But you know what? They taste amazing. They give you a little bit of kick you, you need for your road trip. Um, that or a piece of dark chocolate. That sounds good. And that's what I'd have on a road trip. Dark chocolate's a little bit, a little too wild for me, but... So number two is how do you choose then road trip music? Once you have your snacks, yeah. uh, you have to have good music for the road trip. So you need to. what what do you choose for some music to yeah. listen on your drive? We like all kinds of music. I'm sure if you're out there, you can probably relate. There's so many different great, I guess, genres out there. Uh, being that we're believers, we really love worship music. So that's always a good thing to get you started in the morning, get you pumped up. Uh, but we really do also like uh, some dance music. Our boys actually really love anything with like bass or like any kind of hip hop music. They do. It's just um, so funny. Fun fact: We actually all listen to uh, a lot of Kanye on road road trips. Uh, we do like Donda um, a lot. My boys, again, one and two years old, love it. So <laughs> judge me later. But we love something upbeat, and I think it's important to mix it up. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's totally important to mix it up. I know something super fun that we've done before on road trips is be like. Let's play our favorite song from the early 2000s yeah. or favorite song from when you were in junior high or different things like what that. What is your favorite song from the early 2000s? Oh my gosh. I put it on the spot. You did put me on the spot. Anything Paramore. You like, or, or Scrubs? Oh uh, yeah, that's pretty good. But but I was into the I was into a lot of punk, punk, rock punk rock back in junior high. I like that. I would say anything Paramore. That would I, be what I, I, I really like Chris Brown. In the early 2000s. Our genres were wildly yeah, different yeah, back I like then. That. So the funny. <laughs> but that's but that's probably something fun to do on a road trip is yeah. mix it up, talk about what kind of genres do we want to do. No matter who you to. are with in the car, it's important to know, hey, what do you like to listen to? Yeah, yeah. which is super fun. Uh, and hopefully you're with someone in the car that you have similar taste in music or you at least like the music. Yeah, I hope it's not like opera the whole time. That'd be difficult. Well, for some people it wouldn't, but hey. for yeah, for you, someone it'd be who difficult. listens to opera is like, hey, watch it. All right, all right, I see. So, so yeah, number one, road trip food, snacks. Number two, music. you got to have good music for road trip. Number three, after we have those two things, what else do we talk about? How yeah. can good conversation make a road trip? Either, like, really great, a road trip could feel like, it could be a 12-hour trip, it could feel yeah. like five hours right. or less, a couple of minutes, because you have such good ongoing conversation. Or, or the opposite. Or the opposite can happen. Who's been part of a road trip or even a car drive that felt like forever, right? Because it was just... Yes. It's silent, right? Uh, what's important to recognize is there's so many things to talk about. We've drove yeah. down the road before and saw a lake. This is going to sound really nerdy. And we're like, we want to know the history of that lake, right? Uh, there's a, there's a, there's a um, uh, what is it like called? Pyramid Lake on the way to, from Phoenix to California. And we were like, that looks really cool. 
we want to know more about it. So we literally Googled it, right? Yeah. We found out all the facts on it. And it might sound super nerdy, but it's actually really fascinating, right? Yeah. Uh, it's really important to have just random conversational topics that you can talk about, right? Yeah. Uh, what do you think? What's some fun things we talked about before as well? Uh, fun things to talk about on the road is maybe your dreams or your future, your goals yeah. that you want to set. I know we do that a lot. We'll talk about after this road trip, we have this, this, and this that are dreams or goals or right. things coming up in our future that we want to stay focused on. So we'll talk about those things. And fun things. fact, we've actually... Probably been sometimes the most productive in yes. those talks than no other time. Other Could than be more, because that's road. when our kids are sleeping and we're sleeping, driving. Or yeah. we're all just kind of in the same place, right? Yeah. Life is busy. Life's crazy. That's probably one of the coolest things about road trips is that you get so much quality time. And hopefully that quality time is good quality, not bad quality. Number four, how to not be a boring passenger. This is a good one. This is a this is a great one, actually. How do you not be boring? How do you not be boring? Especially if you're a co-pilot. Like, yeah, which I, t- nine times out of ten are, because you normally do the majority of the driving. I usually drive. I don't think I drove it all on this trip. And I think, Marissa, this is your moment to officially confess that you have been boring before. Yes. <laughs> You've been so boring where you've fallen asleep, right? I, I raised my white flag. I actually <laughs> did fall asleep on you a few times, and I remember, even on this trip, and I remember I saying to you... Here. I promise, babe, that's the last time I'm falling asleep. I'm with you for the rest of the drive. we got two hours <laughs> left. I'm with you. And I fell asleep again and it's again true. and again. But how do you not be like me? How do you not be a boring passenger? How do you help keep that conversation going? I would say stay caffeinated. Right? That, yes. It, you better be always more hype than the driver. That's, right? so that's important, true. right? Not too hype because that, that would kind of make it a little bit weird, right? But making sure there's always conversation happening or some kind of game or music going on at some point uh you need to drive conversation especially if you look over and that driver or whoever is getting sleepy maybe the whole crowd in your car is getting sleepy it's important for you to be somebody who hopefully can add to the conversation super important even if you're in the very back right it's important not not be a boring a boring passenger we had a road trip one time i won't put a person on blast but they fell asleep the whole time, all six hours, <laughs> all the way to California, and we didn't even know that person was back there because he just fell asleep the whole time. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, quiet in yeah. the car. And it's just funny because it's like uh, you came on this vacation to be part of something, right? So be present. It's so funny. Okay, the next one, number five, number five. is prepare a budget, but, but budget extra. Bring more money. What do you think about this one? Wow. Okay, well, road trips are always unexpectable, <clears throat> things that are going to happen that you're not going to expect. Right, right. So you do have to prepare for a budget of this is X, Y, and Z of what we're going to spend, what we want to spend, what maybe we could do with or without. Right. But then you also have to budget extra because there are things that are going to come up that you may be not foreseeing. Right. On this trip, one of our kids got sick. I didn't even think of packing a thermometer, but I had to go to CVS and buy like a $60 thermometer right. to make sure I could keep track of their temperatures, their fever was dropping. So that's an unexpected expense that came up on the trip, totally. but there's all sorts of things like gas prices yeah. or food prices, or if you want to do something fun. So it's really important to budget for a trip well, but always have a little bit of wiggle room. And I guess you never really fully know where your budget's at because some days you're spending, you know, a ton more money than you are, than maybe other days. Yeah. And it's important to know and kind of keep, I guess, it, as a side note, keeping a, a look at Absolutely. your finances, keep in check because you could spend, spend, spend all day long and then you're kind of in a, an underwater situation. And believe me or not, we keep, keep it real on the podcast. At times we have been there. We have been there yes. uh, where we spent too much or we budgeted for a certain amount and we spent way too much over, especially going to Disneyland. <laughs> and it's important to know, hey, let's have fun, but within the budget that we set. Yeah, it's super important. So budget extra. Number six is 
Parenting hacks for keeping kids entertained. This is yours right here. On the trip and on the road. I'm I always, up for you. I always Send get it. asked, how do you do it? How do you go on a long road trip with little kids? Yeah. I feel like my kids will be horrible in the car. How do you do it? These aren't three-hour road trips. These are multiple three-hour road trips with stops equaling 12 to 15 hours. How and do you do something And the truth is, like kids are kids. They're yeah. going to have moments where they get uncomfortable. They're going to have moments where they fuss. They're going to have moments where they want to get out of their seat and run around. But there are things you can do to help be more successful. Yeah. So that's like packing a variety of snacks. Uh, another thing that I found really helpful is having a variety of different types of entertainment. Right now our kids are yep. really into books. Right. And so I packed a different variety of a library of yep. books you were a librarian. that we could pull out <laughs> and read throughout the drive. Another thing that's really helpful is music, knowing different music that they like. That's if good. your kids like to listen to a show or watch a show, maybe having an iPad that's charged. Yeah. Um, another thing that was really helpful for us was um, wake windows. Yeah. So taking the kids on the road trip, maybe during hours where... We're going to eat breakfast, and then we're going to play for a little bit, and then we're going to get straight on the road right at nap time. Right. I know for sure the first couple hours of the drive they'll be napping. Then they'll wake up. We'll have maybe an hour till we get to the next stop. Right. We'll have to get out and get gas, stretch our legs, get a snack, run around a little bit, hop back in the car. So finding those times for them so that they can get out, exercise a little bit, then get back in the car helps to keep you on success too. Yeah, trying your best to kind of replicate what your normal day would be like but yeah. somehow in the car. Yeah. That's been their goal there. And we get it. Sometimes things aren't going to go to plan. Sometimes you don't get enough sleep. Sometimes they don't even sleep, right? Um, and so things are like that. But trying to kind of fight your way back into that mold or um, the, whatever schedule you currently have with them is going to be key. And some days you win and some days you lose. You yeah. know? It, and it, we were testaments of that on this yes, road trip. Yes. There were some days on this road trip we were like, that was an awesome car ride. Right. The kids were troopers. They were so successful. And there's other moments it's like, we just got to let them cry for the next couple of minutes. Yep. And then they're going to fall asleep. Exactly. So it just is a hit or miss situation. But those things have we found have helped us be really successful totally. uh, for taking little kids on road trips. Okay, number seven okay, is number seven. road trip packing. Are you an Ooh. overpacker or an underpacker? And what do you do with that? First off, shout out to all the dads out there playing Tetris because we know... It's tough with kids, even if you don't have kids, it's tough in general if you have a wife who loves to overpack. I'm kidding. Uh, but we actually, to be honest with you, we're both overpackers. Uh, yes. and I both, we love fashion, we love shoes, and it's hard to pick, right? When we pack for vacation, it's oh, hard it's to so pick hard. what clothes to take, what clothes not to, and especially when you're going to places, uh, or multiple places with different Well, we were climates. packing for different, yeah, I was just going to say that, climates. different climates, jackets, yeah. shorts, so all difficult. different things. So make sure you pack within your means, right? If you're packing for a very small compact car, we used yeah. to have a compact car and we'd shove so much into it, including people that would just, it wouldn't fit, right? Um, make sure you're ready for that. Uh, we had an SUV, which is great. Uh, but even that, we packed so, so tight. So it's important to know, hey, uh, yeah. I'm not going to, you know, need this sweater or am I not? Uh, it's really important. Uh, but some people we talk to um, are underpackers, right? Talk to them for a second. People who forget their underwear, forget their toiletries, all those things. And, and yeah, well, and sometimes even too, I know I have a few friends that will pack <clears throat> just the right amount of items. This yeah. is my outfit for day A, yeah. day B, day C, and just have them all rolled up in a cute little bag. And I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> I wish I was you carrying my 10,000 bags. Yeah. But it's important to figure out what kind of packer you're going to be when you're on the road. And that also goes into what you can buy or what you can take with right. you when you're on the road. If I overpack, I can't take much else back. That's a good point. So I can't even budget for much else back. How much shopping? 
I found over the years as I get older, I pack less for myself and I pack more of the kids the boys. Uh, for their things. Um, so this trip, I packed like pretty much almost every shirt I felt like they own. But that's because I know they go through about three to four shirts a day, a day. because they yeah. get lunch on them, they mess them up because they're boys. <laughs> so finding what you are over or under packer is super important. It's going to help you be successful for your drive. Okay, number eight. Do you pack food or do you eat out? Wow. So Marissa and I, we grew up differently in this yes. regard uh, because I always found the places to eat out. Um, not only on road trips, but just in general, my family was always eating out. We loved to eat out. Um, and so I was always the person on road trips to figure out what the best place could be. Basically, what you that means. You still are that person. Yeah, basically, what that means the translation is where's the nearest Chick fil A? Right? That's right. Uh, we love Chick-fil-A. We love Chipotle. Oh, we're one of those weirdos, right? Um, but we do love to eat out. Um, but uh, tell the people how it, you grew up and kind of what your flow was in road trips early on in life. Yeah, I always grew up in a road trip family where we packed food. We made sandwiches the night before. We packed all the snacks. We had them in go, little Ziploc bags. You go, go, go. You get in the car. You eat on the road. We stop to use the restroom. We get straight back in the car and so drive down the you highway. you wouldn't have any moments where you guys got out and just kind of took it in the scenes and sat for an hour and, no. and ate a gourmet, gourmet meal? I mean, we'd probably occasionally <laughs> maybe get Dairy Queen or something like okay. that on the drive, but we were go, go, go. And so I think I've kind of adapted a hybrid model for our family right. now. Uh, the kids this drive had a lot of different turkey meat sandwiches. Right. Uh, they had a lot of things like that, little snacks that I prepared and packed ahead of time. Because especially when you're dealing with kids, it's just easier with kids. It's easier. Mm. There's a lot of um, it, like there's a lot of uh, even options that you don't have on the road, right. and so you have to prepare for that as you're driving. I so I would pack different options for the kids on this trip to make sure that they had something that they liked for lunch in case we get to the stop and they don't eat anything. But I've kind of adapted a hybrid model for myself of things that I'll buy or things that I'll make or things that I'll take with me slash eat. Right. Which is so funny. A random shout out. I totally forgot because it was like two weeks ago when we started the trip. But I made a loaf of sourdough bread right before we left for vacation. Yes. And I literally took the entire loaf of she bread. Did. It was actually a great idea though. It was a great idea because Everyone we loves used it. fresh bread, especially on a road trip. See, so... It worked great. You're changing too. So oh, yeah. yeah, we packed a full loaf of bread and took it on a road trip, which was super funny. But knowing if you're going to pack food or eat out or some hybrid model, uh, that's another thing. And that also greatly impacts the budget. So Greatly impacts your budget. Okay, number nine is... How do you navigate conflict in the car? Oh, let's talk about conflict. Okay. This is a hot hot topic, but good a good one. one. Yeah. So everyone knows road trips can be fun, but they can also stressful. be super stressful yeah. because there's lots of emotions. There's lots of things that could different happen. Opinions. Different opinions. Um, even on like AC in the car or and, all and, different things. And cabin fever is real. Right. Yeah. After a good six to eight hours, we always say it's kind of like that breaking point where you're like, you just need to get out of the car. No, it totally you is. Know? So on this road trip, especially, I know that traditionally for us, travel days is always a high stress day in our marriage. We literally call it travel day. We and, and we always pray God help those, us yeah, on for travel those believers day. Out there, we would we literally pray on travel day to start our day like. Let this be a great day because, because it can be high stress. we've noticed that even since we've been together, that travel days can be kind of a stressful day yeah. because maybe I'm more lax and you're more go, go, go. go, go. And so trying to find that healthy balance uh, for each other in our marriage and right. parenting and all those things is super important. So how do you navigate conflict in the car? Uh, this trip especially, I know we had a few moments because we're human yep. where we felt that conflict of, 
tension of just, oh man, this has been a stressful day already and we didn't want it to right. be, but now it is. Or we left too late. We left too late or we uh, didn't pack that or we did pack too much or whatever it is. How do we navigate those conflicts and find resolution yeah. on a long drive? I always think to myself, if we, if we can just somehow breathe and not elevate right um, our voices or elevate our opinions or whatever it may be, but if we can just breathe and somehow remain calm and then voice you know, our, our frustrations with each other or with the situation, that is going to be the best model to have, hopefully having it be a um, more cohesive um, moment where we can actually come together and find a solution versus just, you know, spouting off. The most helpful thing for me on this drive, anytime I'd get irritated or agitated, was actually reaching to hold your hand. Yeah. And I remember I reached out to do that, <laughs> hold your hand, because I was like, I just don't have any other words to say. But I'm going to reach out and hold your hand. And it's really hard to be mad at someone and hold their hand at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I dare you to try that. <laughs> it's really hard to do yeah. that. So finding different things like that and also knowing that you're in the car for this amount of time. By the time we're going to get to our destination, we're going to work out this issue. Yeah. Hopefully we can do it way before then. So there's no better time than now since we are all together to talk, to talk it right. out. <clears throat> and then maybe talk about your expectations for the trip. Talk totally. about... Um, all those different types of things, but those are going to help you be successful yeah. in navigating conflict in the car. And I, like you said, just breathe and realizing nothing's yeah. as serious as it probably is being made. And I'm definitely a type A kind of person. And so I usually have an agenda or an expectation of when I will arrive at that, loca at that location or that destination. And I think it's important to, if you can, right, if, at best, is building some time where you're prepared for um, disappointment, if that sounds Right, where you're prepared for a possibility where, you know what, we're not going to be as fast as we think. Because if you have kids and you, you, your parents, you know this, it can be tough to keep things on the same schedule and time. And so I'm um, just building that expectation where it's like, hey, you know what, I should probably build in some time. And I also should be prepared to think, you know what, if we don't get there right when I think we're going to get there, it's okay. Plan for the fine. unplanned or yeah. unexpected. Just, totally. just and And learning to accept and be okay with that. Just go with it. Yeah, just go with it. Um, and then also from there talking about like, you know, dreaming together and talking about how do we come back together? How do we make even our marriage and our relationship stronger? Uh, the car is a great time to do that. You can come out of a car way stronger than you and walked we have. in. We've literally walked in, in an argument, keeping it on the podcast and then come out a few hours later, holding hands, very excited about whatever the next steps of our relationship is. Which is really awesome. And then number 10 is... You Number can 10. do it. You can. Number do 10 this. is you can do it. I know this. people are now listening and thinking, this just sounds even so hectic. This is crazy. No, no. We're challenging you. Summer vacations are amazing. And road trips are easy and so much so fun. So much fun. You can do it. Can I talk to so many friends and just people that I'll tell we're going on a road trip. And they're like, oh my gosh. I, I can't even fathom going anything yeah. past two to three hours in a car. Even two to three hours seems like a lot. Long time. But the truth is, <clears throat> you can do it. And especially if you have yeah. the right tools for success. If you have the right community around you, um, you can do it. And yeah. it's really fun. And this is a bonus one. We didn't even talk about this. But bring help. You know, if yes. you're a couple and you have kids and you have an extra space in your car, bring somebody. We have such a huge family that loves to help with our kids. Um, but, man, bring help. Bring a friend. Bring somebody in your yeah, family who would home. love to go with you. Because I know... So many people out there, right, shout out to our last episode, are lonely. This is a great opportunity to invite somebody into your circle and uh, have some fun, even if it's a, sh a short road trip. So those are our top 10. These are our top 10. We super encourage you to take a road trip. If you haven't yet, do it. It's epic. It's a fun blast. And honestly, regardless of where you go, what you do, 
these things can be applied not only ro- not only to road trips but also just to vacation in general. Yeah, yeah, even to flying. Even flying, which that would be another episode for sure. <laughs> yeah. This is episode four of the More Podcast. We love y'all. Keep sending us comments. Keep letting us know what you think about the podcast. Any ideas you have, send them our way. We love you. This is episode four. We out.